Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And we hope everybody is doing great today. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And we bring you this podcast uh, usually every week or so, and it's called the Church Solutions Podcast podcast, as the announcer said, and we help churches use technology. That's part of our goals in life is to um, really help churches use uh, technology to you know reach their purposes, fulfill their mission, uh, yeah. all those kind of good things. So that's why we have a company called JSL Solutions. Yes. So, And today we're going to be talking about how the church in general is using technology today. Actually, some of these stats are going to be a couple of years old, but most of them, I think, yeah. still apply today. Yeah, I think they're going to be close. They're going to be ballpark figures. So th- these are some things about stats, um, church technology that kind of paint a bigger picture on the impact of of uh, technology and churches and, and what the biggest issues are and the features and all that stuff. So w- let's see how your church compares. So, you know, maybe you're a pastor or a volunteer for your church, your ministry, listening. Uh, let's go over some of these stats, and let's see where you fall into in right. this category. So should we just jump right into it? We should jump into the top. These are 10 stats that uh, outline how the church is doing today with technology. 10 stats. This is uh, something that Steve Steve loves stats. So we got some statistics here. All right. So data. Show me data. data. So show. let's see what what's the data on this stuff. We've got a company that helps churches use technology. So let's see. If there's a market for that out there, uh, <laughs> been doing it for about 15 years, so we think there is. All right, so the first stat is kind of a we don't believe this, but uh, this is the source of this is Tyndale University, and and here's the source or here's the stat: 46 percent of church leaders discourage the use of technology at their church. Yes, that Amazing. does sound. Um, not, I guess maybe we just deal with those that are on the other end of this. Well, I can't imagine that almost half of the leadership at churches is discouraging the use of technology. I think you're right. I mean, we, we do streaming video, we do mobile apps, we do church management stuff, but yeah, well, you know, and some of that, I can't believe that, but then there's and part of me does believe that because I have worked in churches and with pastors, I've been on ministerial associations and all that stuff now for many, many years. I mean, well over 30 years. And there are some leaders that I have bumped into over the years that are not very open-minded to new things or, you know, taking a step out and yeah. getting on the edge of something. Some some pastors, some leaders are just not wired that way. Yeah, there's a, there's a sub-stat in here that 35 percent of these leaders believe that it's becoming too much about technology. Now, I can swallow that a little bit better than almost half the churches discourage the use of technology. I think, uh, yeah, and again, it just depends on who you're talking to. But I, I could see that, you know. But there are some people out there that, you know what, I mean, it's the same thing, and I'll probably step on some toes here, but there are some people that, you know, like believe different versions of the of the, of the Bible, are not useful. You should only use the King James Version because if it was good enough for Peter, it's good enough for us, <laughs> doggone it. Uh, there are people that, that believe that. And so, 
sometimes the church, and I'm tell, I'm, I say this in a, uh, I don't mean to say this in a cutting tone, because I've been working with churches since I was 18 years old. I love the church, but sometimes we are a little slow to get on to get on things. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you look at, you know, industry businesses, they're typically much quicker than the church is to right. pick up on things. So, yeah. so yes, but we're, to here to, we're here to help. That's right. That's why we're here we to are fix here. that. We want to help you use technology. All right, so let's just move on here. And you guys can give us some, some feedback on this yeah, later. So that was number one. Number yeah. two, 77% of churches are using Twitter. So 77% of the churches that were... Uh, Almost seventy-seven and a half that were, uh, you know, surveyed on this, and the, the source of this is Roar, R O A R. Uh, Twitter was the second most used platform, coming in just under, coming in under Facebook. So Facebook was number one. Yes, which would, we would agree, we would probably agree with that. Right, ninety-eight yeah. percent of churches that are using technology are using Facebook, but they're also using Twitter. Seventy-seven percent right. using Twitter. So yeah, yes, and you know, as we read the first stat, I have a hard time with some of these second stats. So forty, if how almost half the people are discouraging the use of of technology, <laughs> yet three quarters of the churches are using yep. Twitter. Well, probably the church is using technology. So that's probably a different category. So you got a bunch of churches out there. Some of them don't use technology. You know, I don't know who they are, but they don't. And then uh, the ones that they surveyed. The ones that are using technology are using Twitter. They're using Facebook. Also, they they are blogging. Instagram's involved mm-hmm. in that mix. Pinterest is involved. Google Plus. So I think that's where it's a little bit confusing. Maybe I, I don't know, but I think that's good. Of the churches using technology, yeah, that, that's three good. quarters that's are using stat. Twitter. That's yeah, yeah. that's encouraging. And, and Facebook too. I mean, Facebook is is reaching people. So. All right, that source was Roar, and uh, let's see, there's some other stuff here. All right, so let's just move on, shall we? All right, number three, um, at least one-third of all churches are using video clips during the worship service. All right, so I think those that use technology, a third of those are using some kind of video clips during their during their worship service. My church uses it. Your church uses it. Over a third are using PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been around for a long time, or a similar presentation software during worship. Now, my church uses ProPresenter. Uh, your church uses Shout, I Media think. Yeah, Shout, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and those are, that's software that you can use, you know, to embed your videos and run them or your slides for your service or pictures or whatever. Yeah. PowerPoint but, works, but I, I have a friend here that's kind of heading up my tech team where I'm at, and he doesn't want to use PowerPoint for videos. He says it's too much of a pain. So, Yeah, but, but I guess the the deal here is that a third are using video clips, and mm-hmm. so right. I think, um, you know, the, uh, the, as illustration purposes during this, the uh, teaching, video clips can add quite a bit. Yeah, and as we've mentioned here on this podcast before, there's churches doing what's called at the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Life Church kind of made it popular, although it was going on long before Life Church, where people use several video clips, sometimes five, six, seven video clips in their message from a specific movie to try to illustrate a point right. or illustrate or a, a set sermon. of points. Yeah. yeah, several points in the sermon. But yeah, my church uses. We actually use one usually uh, to open up. Uh, yeah, and I think it, I think it's a great thing. <clears throat> yeah. I, we I think, think so. people it it breaks up the service as much as like changing 
presenters or people yeah. talking. So it's a great tool. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, I'm sure there's some people going, you know, well, you know, if people were just serious, you wouldn't have to try to entertain them. But I think, again, you know, when we talk about this whole thing with technology, you've got to realize where you're at today and where people and, are at today. Yeah, we're in a video first um, world today, too. So it's 2016. Yes. And everybody's watching videos. Yes. And using technology. And, and again, you can say, well, we just don't do things that way. Well, okay, but you're reaching, you're missing out on reaching a generation, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, so number four, 92% of churches agreed that Facebook was the most effective social media platform for member engagement and interaction. Well, you know, I think they're right. Uh, and, I, and again, for the churches that are using technology, 92% believe Facebook's the most effective. And as we've said here before, uh, there's over a billion people now on Facebook uh, I was looking, I was reading some information. I think I sent you the article. It might have even been a video talking about using YouTube or using Facebook. And one of the points of using YouTube was that, uh, especially for video, was that many people use YouTube. And I don't think YouTube is mentioned in this survey, is it, that we have here? Nope. But YouTube is actually a place where a lot of people, millennials and others, are going to, they're using it as a search engine. So YouTube is really good in the sense of if you've got if you need help videos, put something together, work on your car, work on or, your phone, your computer, or any topic, or, or a topic in church stuff, uh, maybe a specific topic, marriage counseling, whatever, sex, I don't know. YouTube is good in the sense that it's got some really good search potential. The point that this person was trying to make, I'm probably getting off track here, but oh well. The, the Facebook thing was that Facebook is good to post a video or something, but if you want to go back and search <laughs> for something, Facebook doesn't have that strong of a uh, search engine or whatever. Yeah, it's, where if YouTube is much better in that sense. Yeah, the Facebook algorithm is going to serve up stuff that's relevant to the moment, and then it's gone. Right, yeah. So, Whereas YouTube, you can find things. And, and, and again, the subcategory to the stat you just read Twitter was said to be only 22% effective. Uh, and getting well. member engagement and interaction. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I think Twitter is more, I think maybe not for church. I don't know. But I think Twitter can be, can be good for interaction. I think it can be good for member engagement, at least in, in, in some area that you're working in. Maybe not for church. I don't know. But uh, there's a lot of people use church use Twitter, especially over in across the pond, over in Europe, you know, in different countries. Twitter's very effective. All right. So let's. We were at number four here, right? So now we're yes, at number sir. five. We are. So number five is seventy four percent of the church members read the Bible electronically. So of, of the churches that use technology, seventy four percent of their of their members look at their Bible, read their Bible, but they don't literally open up the book. They open up their their uh, mobile their device, phone probably, or tablet, or yes. So and, yeah, and you're, I mean, you you keep saying of those that are using technology, right. I wasn't quite reading that into this, but okay, um, well maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying seventy four. So seventy four percent. And I know I've seen this transition, and it's probably pretty 
consistent, just as we do life groups and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. About three quarters of the people reach for their phone when you need to grab your the Bible. And when you say life groups, you're talking about small group meetings, small group meetings, and just yeah. you know where you're right. you're having to access the Bible and read stuff from the Bible. Okay. Um, usually, three quarters of the people environments I've been in, so it's going to vary yeah. from. But it's usually you know you got one out of the four that's carrying their Bible and yeah. their physical book and the other three are pulling out their phone Um, again a subcategory to this to this stat 21 percent of churches discourage reading the bible electronically and why would that be Uh, i'm trying to think of the argument i don't don't know know. one out of five huh you can't underline you can't underline something electronically i don't know Uh, but you can well, so what software you're using? You can, yeah. Depending on the notes you take and stuff electronically, I, I don't know. Again, I was, uh, you know, I've been in the church world for a long time, and I've been around people that are like pro Bible in a sense of don't use a tablet, don't use a, your phone, use use the actual Bible. Well, yeah, and, and there is some benefit to that. It's like you know, a lot of people that aren't comfortable reading a yeah. book on a tablet are just much more comfortable with yeah. holding the. The book the in their hand and, and turning being, the pages. Yes. Yeah, I can see the value of that. I'm not. I'm not one or the other. You know. I mean, there are some people that like, you're either this or that. You know, either pro technology or not. I, I'm. I'm neither one. I think whatever works for the person is 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 the best solution. So I mean, if you feel like you retain more by reading, you know, the Bible from you know literal pages and, and great, go for it. You know. Uh, I've done both. I've I've done both, and um, it just depends on what's going on and what you know, what's more convenient. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So seventy four percent are reading electronically. Yeah. So number six stat: twenty seven percent of churches don't make any use of the internet. So a quarter. I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe too. Twenty uh, twenty. What was that again? Twenty seven percent. Twenty-seven percent don't make any use of the internet, and this, wow. and the other substat to this is even more unbelievable, in my opinion. This includes some fifty-three percent of Protestant churches that have no website, hmm. and eighty-two percent don't have an email newsletter. I could see that, hmm. where a lot of churches wouldn't have an, an email newsletter, but half of the Protestant churches that don't have a website. I'm really shocked. This this stat this these stats are about two years old, but even two years ago. Yeah, even two years I, ago. I find that, and this is from the Clergy Journal, so I don't know. <laughs> I I never read the Clergy Journal, so I don't know what it is. Are they in the Dark Ages? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know that. We, that is weird. That's a yeah. weird stat to me. Yeah, over wow. a quarter of the churches make no use of the internet. Shocking. Yes, and again, we're only dealing with the churches that do make use of the Internet, so maybe there are some out there. Maybe so. All right, let's move on here. So 58% of churches provide Internet access for their staff. I still think that's a little low. I think that's low, too, especially if you're meeting. I can't imagine a building of any sort that (laughs) uh, either church or business or anything that's going on doesn't have an Internet uh, connection point. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, you know, especially and there it staff, is again. The clergy journal. The clergy journal. Maybe these guys are. Maybe they should survey somebody else. I don't know. I, I think that um, 
I mean, how can you not, you know, everybody uses email today. So if you're on staff and you're, 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 you know, I understand personal phone calls are important and, and it's okay to write a personal letter, you know, that can be nice, but I mean, how can you not use email and not have access to it? Yeah. Or spend the whole day on staff at church without, and this is saying what, um, 42% don't have internet access, whether at church or they, or, or may they have to pay for it themselves or this talks about providing access for their staff. So I I guess that is amazing to me. Clergy journal. They'll look that up, see what the deal is with that. That is, that is weird. Uh, whoever those whoever these people are, we need to talk to them. Yes, maybe they'd be good customers for us. Maybe we can uh, change them. Maybe we can convert them to being. They technical. would never know about us or be able to contact <laughs> yeah, us. True, they don't have any access. To anything. <laughs> <laughs> what if they have telephones? All right, so uh, let's move on here. So number eight in our fun and interesting stats today: forty-six percent of churches say that limited staff time prevents them from providing more online content and services. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that too. I I work part-time. I have a little church that I'm part-time on on the weekends. And all of us are part-time, all the staff that we have. And it is just, it's hard, you know, when you're trying to do a full-time job and you have a family and then you're trying to do a little bit of part-time work for your church. It is hard to get things done. Uh, well, and this is this is all about providing more online content. Right. So this is takes, yeah. um, recording and putting out past sermons and updating right. calendars and putting yep. newsletters together and you know providing all that online content. It does take time to do that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It does take time to do that. I, I think there's a way to do that. There's a way you can schedule things and get stuff done. But yeah, if you're limited on time. Additionally, according to this, and this is from the LifeWay Research people, I feel a little more comfortable with them. Uh, they say additionally, 41% also blame limited financial resources. Okay. All right. 39% cite limited volunteer time. Again, I can certainly understand that. I I. I help organize our volunteers at my church, and I've done it in other churches, and uh, it's going to be hard sometimes. And then 35% claim lack of interest or demand. Um, I think that's a miss. I think those that claim a lack of interest or demand are missing out because they're not doing it, and therefore people aren't right. uh, aren't saying, oh, hey, what happened to my newsletter or my... Uh, <laughs> You know, I can't. I can no longer find out what's going on because your content online is not there anymore. You can't miss something you never had. Right? Yes. So maybe they've never had it. And again, we are talking. You know, when it comes to church, and you know, you and I had this conversation on the way home from lunch. Uh, you know, we were talking about a secular company talking about um, how it wasn't really a good idea to invest in in companies that serve ministries. Yeah. Serve ministries. And and to serve churches, and you know, when you use the word church, I mean it. It is it applies to different people in all sorts of different cultures, different ages, different denominations. I mean, you know, I talk to somebody about church, and they they think Roman Catholic Church. I talk to somebody else, you know, that doesn't attend somewhere, and they think you know Episcopalian, or they they think you know Baptist or whatever. 
And yet we have customers with our company that go just clear across the spectrum from, you know, uh, Pentecostals to independents to denominationals, Baptists to uh, different groups out there that worship on Saturday instead of Sunday. It's a wide spectrum of different churches. And so I'm getting on this tangent just simply to say that there's a lot of people that, um, you know, they're, they've been in their churches for 50, 60 years, and they could care less about doing something different. <laughs> Using technology does not interest them at all. I don't yeah. know. That's just my take on yeah. it. And not something we would abdicate. All right, so number nine on our 10 pieces of interesting stats mm-hmm. on how churches are using technology. Um, only 13% of churches have a way for people to submit prayer requests online. I, I guess I can believe that, maybe. Yeah, I can see that as well. But this, again, be careful here, Steve, because this is the clergy <laughs> journal. These guys don't like technology. <laughs> so. We're not being fair to the clergy journal. We need to get sued by them. Probably we need to go and Uh, check them out a little more. Yeah, we need to be a little bit careful. Just forget everything I said about the clergy journal. But that's 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 this is the reference to that. So, um, you you know, I mean, we provide, you know, we provide a platform for prayer requests on our mobile apps, and myflock.com has that. And then, of course, if people want to stream, they can submit their prayer request. But I could kind of see where it's a little bit of a challenge maybe for some people to yeah. do that, to set that up. Uh, it could be a little hard for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a little, yeah, a little more believable stat. So, and then our, our last stat, which is surprising to me, but which is uh, 78% of churches are using cloud-based church management systems. Uh, so you think that's high or low? Um, I don't know. I I think it's it's probably on target. It's I guess it's maybe encouraging to me because yeah. when yeah. we started, I think someone needs to let us know and refute this. But I think MyFlock was the first cloud based church management system out there. MyFlock dot com, the yes. first cloud based management. Well, it, yeah, I don't know. You know, I I remember first doesn't always mean the the best and the most prevalent as with a lot of things. <laughs> but, but we are the best <laughs> and we are the most, pre- well, maybe not. But uh, so when I was doing all this stuff, you know, we used uh, Servant Keeper, which was, you know, you loaded it on your computer. You see, that was yeah. the dominant. Yeah. All of them were um, Windows-based, PC-based. Right. And you typically, most of the churches had somebody that knew how to drive that thing and it was right. on their computer. Right. And so if you want anything done, you'd go up to the church and and pull up that info, may right. typically hit up that person because yeah. it's the, it, uh, they typically weren't a shared system where right. everyone can access. So, yeah, and I yeah, could they, have seen they, this coming. That cloud. What is it called? The, the, metri- the, the dot metrics? What was the printer, the old printers? Oh, that dot used to, matrix. Dot printer. matrix, yeah. He used to try to get that thing working and uh, crank out a yeah, report. Yeah, so over three-quarters of all uh, church management systems or of all the churches are using cloud-based. And most all of the all of the companies that were uh, standalone PC-based now offer a cloud-based component. Yeah. So otherwise they'll, they'll be we, left uh, behind. My church was the second church that started using myflock.com. You guys are innovators as well. Oh, I right. remember being at a a large conference in Atlanta, and one of the established um, companies came over to our booth, and they weren't very kind to us. They mocked you. 
they mocked us and said, oh, you're going to be, they said, you guys come and go all the time. And, uh, you know, what is this internet-based thing? Silly, silly person. Yes. And you're now, going to be gone. You won't be here next year. Yes. And now every, almost everything is, I think every yeah. um, company out there has a component that's cloud-based. Yeah. So. QuickBooks is cloud-based now. and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's so. there's just way too many benefits to yeah. uh, a cloud-based system. Well, I think, yeah. Well, back then, people were afraid, you know, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? But That know. was a concern, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the Internet. It's the Internet. I don't want my information on the Internet. Right. Yeah. So these are uh, 10, um, I would call them uh, interesting, unbelievable stats. That was from Leadership Network, by the way. And uh, But, yeah, so if you have some stats or something you want to – you know, shoot our way or you have some disagreements or some thoughts on this, send us an email. Just do it with support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our companies, streamingchurch.tv. We provide streaming video. We also have a mobile app. Uh, Church branch, App Live. Churchapplive.com. Yes. Uh, and we also have, as we just mentioned, myflock.com, which is church management on the cloud, as well as uh, there's website templates and other stuff on there too. So if we can help you in any way, well, we forgot to mention the fourth product, greeter.church. Yeah. What is that? That is an online greeter for your uh, church website. Yeah. So if you have a church website, which according to this, the, the this stat here, 42% of you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's right. But yeah, yeah, you could have a live greeter on your website and it wouldn't have to be you. It could be somebody else. Answer questions, help people. You know, connect with your church, all that good stuff. All right, so it looks like we're done here. Uh, thanks for being with us. His name is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson, and we always like your, we always appreciate your feedback. So you can catch us on your favorite podcast provider. Just look for Church Solutions Podcast. Go to YouTube, and I think we're under the StreamingChurch.tv channel there. It's just audio. And you go to NewMediaMinistries.tv. And you can find all sorts of stuff on there besides this podcast and other past podcasts and other articles and good stuff that might help you. We're also on Facebook. We, we should push our Facebook page. We have several Facebook pages, but let's push Streaming Church, shall we? Facebook.com slash streamingchurch.tv, right? That's the one. Yeah. Check out our Facebook page and like it. And we do. We put articles on there every day almost, technology-based articles and uh, you know, besides our podcast and other things. It's not just about us. It's, there's other stuff going on. All right, we're done. We're out of here. Thank you, folks, for your time. We hope that you have a great day. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.